0: Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd, plus, ba da da you are loving him, Mikey McNuggets, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. <laughs> the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Booyah! Leave it to inbound, just to the left of the Cavs bench. All we need Leave is a deflection. Pass deflected by Mobley, but grabbed by Doncic. Doncic bounced underneath the P.J. and he laid it in with 2.6 to go. Cavs out of timeout, Struce into Mobley, back to Max, half-court shot, good, good! He hit it! Can't win! This place is going crazy!
2: Net Struse on the loose with the game winner 121 119 in one of the most incredible endings you will ever see And welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You just heard it that was the voice of the Cavaliers Tim Alcorn on a buzzer beater from Max Struse
3: aka Super Max and welcome on to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. How are y'all doing? How y'all doing? Man, I, when you watch that clip, man, you still feel the energy, man. That was... That was a big shot man and i was big for him oh sorry for everybody that's looking at me you know, you know it's was uh, of belly yeah, we got yeah, time my of tupac stuff. shout out for to my, uh
2: <laughs> steve they got us one of those nice holograms of tupac
3: <laughs> you got the hologram posted up how you doing hologram hologram pop? On, man. you know listen man i just had to come back and bless the world one time i know y'all still bumping my music you know <laughs> west side till we die you know what i'm saying <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness, Earl the
3: Pearl in the building, what's, what's going up, on, man? what's up
2: with your mans? Man, I don't know,
4: man, West Side Connection,
2: man, you know, hit them up 2.0 drop of the day, you know. This is why we can't have nothing good. This is why you put three dudes, they come in with their own stuff and bandanas, and good gracious, y'all just here throwing gang signals. It's not, not gang, it's the West Side. Man. Okay, man, we good. Listen, man, you Tight know what park. it is, man. We already Now, Earl, let, let, let's see. What did you, you think
4: when, uh, when he hit that shot? Oh, man, Supermax, super man. That, that's, that's. The first thing I thought about was actually after the post game. you know, when he said Don wasn't in, so somebody had to do it. And that's what we talk a lot about, is players asserting themselves and the moment not being too big and actually wanting to be that dude in that moment. And, like, the confidence that he has in himself, the confidence that he has in his own skill set, like, man, it's greatly appreciated. It never looked, I do. I had a feeling that shot had a, had a possibility of going in when he let it go. Because in that last four minutes of the quarter, dude was cooking. Like, anything that was leaving his hand that was going up, it was going in. And it's funny because on this show, man, we've talked before about Struce wanting to be the dude mm-hmm. in big moments, even when Donovan Mitchell was on the court. And, like, we, we need more of that. We wish it was more of our core four guys asserting themselves like that, man, but... Shout out to Max Struess, man. That's the real Super Max right there.
2: Hey, we're gonna get back into that. We'll have the voice of the uh, of the Cavs on the radio, Tim Alcorn, on. But first, McNuggets, what you got?
1: What's up? We also got De'Anthony Bell coming yes, in sir. studio today, which is gonna be awesome. He'll be joining us right around twelve. I think it'll be the first time a current Brown has joined us in studio. So make sure y'all stay strapped for that. But we're gonna spend plenty of time on the Cavs, as you just mentioned, G. But first, a quick word from Fan: you can get buckets like Max Struess on FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com UCSS to shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And we do have a winning ticket today. From So Live, who won four hundred and twenty-one dollars and seventy-six cents on a five-dollar bet for Monday's chaotic Knicks-Pistons <laughs> ending? It was an eight-part same-game parlay; all eight legs hit, hmm. and So Live turned five bucks into four hundred twenty-one dollars and seventy-six cents. If you have a winning ticket, make sure you send it to us. We'll feature it on the show in the coming days. We'll send is So Live. For winning their bet last night, unfortunately, Earl and Tyvis did not win their bets yesterday on the Cavs. But I think y'all will trade a losing bet for a win game or a winning game on a shot like that for Max Struess last night.
3: I don't know. I didn't like it. you. Didn't have to say that. If it's a twenty-five <laughs> game, if it's a twenty-five <laughs> I mean, I, leg parlay, I'm I'll take it. I had an
4: eight-leg parlay and I'll take it. We won, and like I had to laugh about it because I do
3: better. Who screwed you? Huh. You know who? You know who screwed me? Kyrie. No. Oh. Came through. There it. is Garland.
4: Out of my fifteen points. It- what'd he get under
2: 9 eight. under, under yeah,
3: 10 listen. but,
4: but I, I can only be mad at myself because I knew better for even having Darius Garland be, on my that, ticket there,
2: I be, and this is the, half the reason why we be so going in on Darius Garland it's not because he, he be playing bad it's because you be messing our 25 leg parlays up dog you be having Minamowski assists like some days you be like I'm gonna put him down for 6 he get 3.5 assists that don't work he could be having him down for 10 if you had him down for the Minamowski for the lower
3: 10 and he gave you Eight, you you really want to pour your kool-aid out you really be upset I, dang yeah, my, yeah. It, it, you know what it's that's just how it is when you come to basketball i missed miles by two legs i needed another three from garland and i needed two more rebounds from allen which how can you not get 11 <laughs> boards? But him and, him and Mobley did a really good job on the boards. I think they both split nine rebounds apiece. So, you know, and it is what it is. I'll take the Cavs' win over all of that. Facts. It
1: wasn't, wasn't just the buzzer beater from Struce. In the fourth quarter, he went five for five from deep. The Cavs were down 10. Struce went back to back from deep. The Mavs answered. They come back down. Struce two more threes before the game winner. Guys, 15 points in the final five minutes of that fourth quarter and the win for the Cavs. Going back through all your memories of watching the Cleveland Cavaliers play basketball, where do you think Max Strus's 15-point outburst in the final few minutes of the game, including the game winner from 60 feet? What does that rank among some of the craziest all-time individual accomplishments in a single quarter you've ever seen from a Cav?
3: Off the top of the head, I'd say probably top five. Um, I, you know, you think about LeBron against, who was it, Detroit, where he scored like 20 some points? Yeah, yeah. 27 in, f- in a row. Yeah, something like that. You think about Donovan Mitchell's 71-point uh, game. He went crazy in the fourth quarter. You think about Kyrie versus San the Antonio. Trail Blazers and San Antonio. He went crazy in the fourth quarter. I think LeBron fouled out that game in San yeah. Antonio. He had to carry that team and help them win that. So, right after that, i I probably put that Max Struce Ke- up there. Kevin Love, a couple years ago, had 30 in the quarter.
4: He had 30? Yeah. In the fourth? No, it was in the first it quarter. It was the first quarter. Oh. It was in the first quarter. He went
2: 30. Like, he went there for 30. It was crazy. Kevin Love had 30 in the first quarter? Yeah. yeah. Was, they was playing with LeBron. He finished game.
4: for, like, 34 yeah. points in yeah. that entire yeah, game, right. though. I,
2: you know, I, I look at it. I put the whole the whole, the whole whole game for him, like, at seven. I said really quick seven. Right, uh, as I went through the, uh, you know, some of the games that I was going through in my mind, I think this this game was m- more important and it and it hit different is because this game, as I was tweeting, this game had playoff atmosphere. Yes, this had playoff style. The rest was even letting them play in that in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Kyrie came down, um, he wanted a foul, didn't get it. Uh, Darius Garland came down on a layup on an ISO, uh, and he didn't get it. So they was letting the guys play a little bit. Um, but, Mac, you know, that game to me was almost over. they down 10, and Max Struz runs off four straight threes. Like, pull it up with, with no hesitation. And I remember the, I was talking to McNuggets the first game of the year when he was playing against the uh, Nets. I think when they first got him, Max Struz was like, yeah, like, he was trying. He was looking around like he was going to take the last shot, <laughs> and I'm like, "You, I'm confused, Max Truce. This is not what you, you. You can't come out. I know you don't know the ropes yet, but like that mentality, they gonna need this from him. This is the mentality that they gotta have as the others, right? Shaq and and Kenny and, and Jet. They all they always talk about, you know, T to others. Like, when you get to the playoffs, it's about to others. Like, especially at home. Mm-hmm. You're going to need these type performances at home from him, from <laughs> Karis Kirk, uh, you know what I'm saying, for Isaac Okoro. And then on the road, or, or excuse me, on the on the road, you're going to have to have your guys like Darius Garland, yeah. I'm going to say his name in all caps. Yes. And Donovan Mitchell carry you. So do, do you feel like, do you guys feel like Struce should be more aggressive looking for a shot? Um, given the fact that, you know,
3: he's, he's a big part of who they are. I mean, after hitting this big-time shot, it, it just shows that he has that potential to get things done like that. I mean, that's a difficult shot. That's really one of those ones you just throw it up and hope that it goes in. But to me, he kind of knew when he left his hands that that ball was going to go in. You know, if Donovan Mitchell isn't on the court, you, know, you need somebody to step up and be aggressive. And the good thing that what was good about that is that Evan Mobley, whether he meant to do it or not, they recognize who was the hot hand. Find the hot hand. Right, right. This man been cooking all quarter. Yes, right. he's gonna take the last shot. Right. I don't care who's on the court. He right. should be the one that takes the shot because he's hot. If you anybody that's ever played basketball, you know. Like you see that dude cooking, let him cook. You Get out of the way. Turn around and throw it right back yeah, to gave him. Gave it right, right back to him. You could have found Darius, you could have found another a lot of other guys, but you knew Max Struess was had the hot hand. So give him a shot. And he ended up coming through for you. I think that after watching this game, I know it's a regular season, and a lot of people say that the regular season don't matter, but you could tell that this game mattered to both teams. Both teams really wanted to win this game. Both teams, superstars, outside of Darius, both teams, the stars showed up and they showed out in big ways. They played big in big moments. Luka finished, what, 45 points? Kyrie had 30. So, like, they was actually hooping but what it tells me is that the Cavs did a good job in the offseason of getting the talent that they need. You know, George Niang, he he play, he showed up and made some, some tough buckets. <laughs> yep. uh, Max Cruz obviously made some tough buckets. They had 30 points come off the bench. I think everybody in the starting lineup may have been in double figures except Darius. Mm-hmm. So they're all, it's coming together. They have the right recipe to win some of these big time games. They just gotta continue to gel. And Darius, you gotta get going on the points, man. It's gonna come a game where where you gotta hit it was nice to see a coro hit a couple of shots he played some good defense i didn't like the jared allen switching on luca because luca kind of took advantage of that every yeah. time but outside of that it was a good game
4: i mean I, I look at this game the game to me was closer than what it should have been i understand the Cavs found themselves down 10 mm-hmm. but like unforced errors careless turnovers was the reason why dallas was even hanging around to begin with and then you can kind of tell that this was going to end up being the type of game that it was. I guess the point I'm making is that the cast would have never played so sloppy at certain points of the game. I don't think this game would have been as close. Or you can, you can switch it to if Darius Garland would have showed up like the rest of the stars showed up in this game, this game wouldn't have been as close. You know what I mean? I think they did a great job of feeding a hot hand in the fourth quarter. Um, to me, Max Struess has already identified that he's clutch. He's, he's already proven to us that he has that mindset. We've talked on more than one occasion about Max Strews being the dude that's verbally said, I want the ball in my hand in the closing moments. And outside of Donovan Mitchell, I can't think of another player on his team who outright always goes out there and say, hey, put the ball in my hand. We talk about the core four on his team, which rather than the other those, those three dudes have you ever talk, talked about, like put the ball in my hand at one time? Yeah, we've seen Darius Garland wave off Donovan Mitchell one time, and i got to give him his credit where his credit is due, but I need that dude to be way more consistent, right? You know what I mean? And if he's not going to be – if he's not going to show up, that's when you definitely need the others to show up. You had Karis LeVert had six dimes off the bench, right? You, you got Max Shrew scored 15 points in the last three minutes and 42 seconds of the damn game. You see what I'm saying? So, like, the fact that you had the other dudes show up, it was huge. But all I'm saying is I don't think this game should have been this close to begin with. The Cavs had 16 turnovers to Dallas's five, right? You know what I mean? And then just like the unforced errors, I thought J.B. Bickerstaff could have did much better in and, and the last minute and a half of that game. He had an out-of-bounds play that I think resulted in a turnover. I was, was just going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was a head-scratcher to <clears throat> me. You know what I mean? And so, like, it, it really do, like, Struess and Spider – kind of bailed out what I thought was a sloppy game, if I'm being totally honest with you. Yeah, they should have. To, to me, I think they should have lost. Uh, I thought I was
2: tweeting at the time, and I, I could not believe. First of all, Donovan Mitchell turned the ball over, <coughs> um, just a careless turnover in the backcourt, and they went down to score. Um, he ended up getting that back because he banked in a three. Mm-hmm. He ended up coming down and getting that back, banked in a three. But the thing that, that really hit me was on the
5: out-of-bounds play, If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: When that out of bounds Glad play. Glad you're bringing this up, G. You
2: you got to you gotta call something up better than that. And my problem is, and, and shout out to an assistant, I don't know his name, the assistant head coach. He comes over, he grabs up. J B because J B walking towards the ref in crunch time when Darius Garland got fouled at the top of the key. Oh yeah. And he was going crazy. About to get and text. he grabbed him back, pushed him back, and then JB kind of was going he was like, man, get your hands off me.
1: Don't How you be you telling don't? me Greg, what... Greg Buckner is the assistant. Y- yeah.
2: I'm like, good job. I mean, you gotta be even killed. And team. then uh, and then you come out the next couple plays. I don't know if it was the next play or the play or whatever the case may be. But you have out-of-bounds play yes. that was drawn up, that looked like it was drawn up like somebody playing ring a the rosie or, or freeze tag in the backyard. You had three dudes running to the basketball. It was one of the worst joints I've ever seen.
1: I don't even have
2: – It should have costed the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd have to see the, the replay of it again. My issue was, why is Mobley your trigger guy? You got a bunch of really good bashes on this team. Evan Mobley is capable of doing it for sure. But I'm not sure in a one-point game no. if that's the guy I want making a make-or-break play. With no more timeouts, by the way. And I know there were some people asking, why isn't Donovan on the court? Well, they took him out for that defensive possession. And then, obviously, it worked out in their favor. But he was not on the court because JB opted to go with a more defensive lineup. He had both Biggs in, Okoro, Struce. And uh, who was the last person in on that play? LeVert. LeVert Le- 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 yeah. in okay. here. So they went, they went with more size. Uh, that's why he wasn't in. But I, it worked out, so... Whatever, but I didn't love the idea that Mobley was the trigger guy. But I'm not gonna let that decision override what we witnessed last night, which was an all-time great performance in a three-minute stretch by Max
2: because Schultz. yeah, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to nitpick the win. Um, I'll take that dub any time I can get it. And, and the, one of the things that we looked at was, you know, in playoff basketball, I like to look at this right. If, if say, for instance, we playing those those Mavericks in a seven-game series, right? Mm-hmm. Games like that shift whole series, right? Ooh. Ooh. If this was if this was one of the Cavs' first two games, it just shows you how delicate it is. If you if the Cavs just say this is game two of the series, Cavs won the first game, second game they play like that. Mm-hmm. If they lose that game, you in trouble because yeah. you got to go, go back to, to Dallas now. And they yeah. and the way that and what's the name, is playing, they're gonna give you buckets when they get home. Oh, they splitting thirty. So they so see so this this was a great test. For the Cavs because I think it, it, it battle tests them and you can see what it looks like when you got two out of the top ten offensive players in the world on one team
4: going back and back. I edge. mean, adversity builds character, right? And when you, when you look at this game and you look at all the different reasons of why the Cavaliers could have lost this game and yet they still won this game, that's a testament to this team not being the same Cleveland Cavaliers from last season. That's a team that's a little bit more mature and can kind of like grit and grind it through those tough adverse moments. Mm -hmm. Like we can sit up here and we can nitpick all we want to. In any NBA game, nothing is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to always be certain things that happen or don't happen that results in the outcome of of the game. And so, yeah, I don't want to overshadow what Max Struz did because it was amazing, but I'm not going to sit up here and act like it was the most wild thing I had ever seen. Right. i didn't seen LeBron do some crazy ass things. You know, you go back to the Detroit game or the game winner. He hit in the playoffs game two against Orlando. Ooh. Right. There's so many different moments that you can point to. I guess Ooh. I'm just satisfied and thankful that he hit that shot, because if he didn't, we would be sitting up here talking about yeah. why in the hell Donovan Mitchell wasn't on the court in the closing seconds yep. of the game. Or why in the hell did you draw up an inbounds pass that that had Evan Mobley as your trigger guy? or how this team that was going up against a Dallas backcourt that's on the defensive side is very porous and how yet you still ended up with 16 unforced turnovers, right? And so like, those are the things that are real issues, but yet somehow, some way the Cavaliers won this game and things like that are encouraging, things like that are confidence builders, right? Those are the things that you can build off of, work on and continue to get better. Another thing real quick, because I know we got to go, the Cavs got up 43. They shot 20 for 40, 50 from, percent uh, from the field. Donovan Mitchell talked about that 40 attempt mark being a target. The Cavs is 3-2 and two, uh, in their last five games. The two losses, they didn't get 40 attempts up from three-point range. McNuggets, uh, we got our guess. Before we get to them, we got to uh, read.
1: We do. Real quick, we're going to bring Tim Alcorn in in one sec, who had a phenomenal call of Max Struce's shot last night, but first, a quick word from FanDuel. You can get buckets on your first bet with FanDuel America's number one sports book, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show as well. And we started the show today with Tim Alcorn's call of Max Strus's 60-foot game winner. And Now we are lucky enough to be joined by the Cavs play-by-play guy himself, Tim Alcorn from Chicago, where the Cavs are getting ready to take on the Bulls tonight. But Tim, I'll start with this. In all the history of calls you've made, where did last night's rank among some of the craziest things you've
0: seen in person? Yeah, I mean, that was just absolute (laughs) insanity to uh, see Max Struess just uncork that thing from just beyond half court uh, was phenomenal. And then, of course, uh, that incredible reaction from the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse crowd. uh, It ranks up there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, It was certainly one of the most exciting calls that I've ever had.
2: You know, Tim, I was just going to get to that as well. You you talk about um, having a, a great call like that as an announcer as a broadcaster as a play-by-play band um when things like that happen it when you when you're making your call are you going off just raw emotion are you do you have some stuff that you kind of rehearse like yeah i'm gonna say this just so i know what to go to or do you just kind of just go with the flow like what goes into making a real classic call like that when you have a buzzer beater and, and everything is going crazy
0: Well, first of all, uh, I don't know if it was great, and I don't know if it was classic. uh, But no, I don't rehearse anything. I really don't. Uh, You just have to let the words flow uh, as they come into your brain. And anybody that's listened to me knows uh, sometimes those words don't come out the best way. But uh, no, I I don't rehearse. And you know, one of the things that my mentor and my guiding star in the in the broadcast business, Joe Tate, told me was, uh, don't lose. Don't lose sight of what's happening. Uh, You can get caught up in the emotion of it, but keep in mind that especially on the radio side, uh, there are people that can't see uh, what you're describing. Maybe they're in their car or maybe they're at work, uh, whatever the case may be. And so uh, you just try to describe it as cleanly as you can and capture the emotion of it. And so uh, you wanna make sure the call is accurate uh, and then you want to just convey what is happening at that very moment. And so uh, that's really the building block, and hopefully I was able to do that last night.
2: Oh, you were. Oh, you were. Classic. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely you that was. We're that we
1: stamping that.
4: Definitely. Hey, Tim, you know, that fourth quarter, you know, we were before you came on, we were talking about last night looking like a playoff game. It seemed like it had a playoff atmosphere to it. You watch the game and you look at the fourth quarter and both teams uh, offensively, they were cooking. They were both smoking hot. Um, as the anticipation built towards the end of that game, from where you were sitting at, when Struz took that shot, from your vantage point, did it look like it was good? Like, did you, did you have to question uh, this may or may not go? Because I was listening to some of the post game, and Donovan Mitchell said, He said, I ain't going to say I'll call Bucket. He said, but he knew he had a chance when they left his hand
0: oh you could see it was online and again from that length i mean an inch or two either way uh, and that shot could be off but once it left max's hand you could see it was online and then it was just a matter of is that ball going to go in and so you're following the path and to say that it almost sounded like a bomb went off in rocket mortgage Fieldhouse would be an understatement the the roar of that crowd was absolutely deafening um, and that's another thing, you know, as far as the radio side is concerned. And uh, I think my counterpart with the Guardians, Hammy, Tom Hamilton, is the absolute best at this in letting the crowd tell the story. Uh, Max hit the shot, and I tried just to keep quiet for a few seconds just so that the listeners could hear that crowd and the roar that went up from the crowd. Uh, Hammy is so great at that. Brilliant. Uh, on home run calls where he just lets that crowded progressive field tell the story. So, uh, yeah, you had a sense it was online. You had a sense it it had a shot, pardon the pun, and then once it went through, it was just electrifying.
3: Tim, you know, I, not living in the moment, trying not to live in this moment of Max Struz. You know, the Cavs got the core four, and, you know, when it comes down to the end-of-game situation, do you think that one of the core four, if Donovan Mitchell's not available, if he's double-teamed or triple-teamed, let's just say he's not on the court for the last shot, are you now comfortable with Max Strews taking or do you think some guys like Darius or Evans should be able to take that shot?
0: You know, that's a that's a great question. And once the game was over and, and Jim Jones and I were able to get our pulse rates back down, uh, we talked about the fact that there's a reason the Cavs went out and got Max Struce this summer. He's a winner. Uh, he started every playoff game for the Miami Heat the last two years. He knows what it takes to winning. That or what it takes to win. That Heat culture uh, that he comes from. And uh, listen, Max Struess is a gamer, but I don't know. You know, if you want Evan or Jared taking a half court shot to try to win, it, but uh, you know, those guys are those guys are winners too. So if you have an opportunity, because I'm sure if the Cavs had a timeout. Uh, they would have taken the timeout and advanced the ball. Um, So there, you know, do you get Evan with a look or Jared with a look in the block? Because 2.6 seconds, you would have had that opportunity. But uh, no, these guys are winners, and they step up to the moment. And I can tell you, uh, you know, I'm at every practice for the Cavaliers and shoot around. Uh, They practice that play. I've seen that play in practice where the inbounds guy, throws it in, comes racing up, gets it back, and lets it fly. Uh, I'm not going to say they hit it every time in practice, but Max hit it when it counted.
4: Tim, you know, I'm glad you said that. You got a firsthand view of this team uh, every day, all day, in practice when you cover in the games. Uh, Darius Garland has played 13 games since he's been back from injury. He's averaging 13.6 assists, one rebound, shooting 44.7% from the field. Do we have, is there cause for pause? Is there reason to be, is there legit concern there? Or or do you believe that Darius Garland is going to be okay?
0: Oh, I don't think there's any reason for concern. Uh, DG's an elite player. He's an all-star level player. So uh the first few games he came back, uh, number one, I think he just had to get his strength back. Here's a guy that hadn't eaten solid foods for six weeks. I mean, his jaw was wired shut. So... Uh, just conditioning-wise and getting his strength back. He had to put some weight back on, Uh, so I think that played a factor. And then trying to blend into what the Cavs are doing now. Uh, I heard you guys talking before I joined about uh, 43 balls per game, Uh, so that's kind of a a new wrinkle that Jared, or excuse me, that DG has to get used to. So, uh, no, I don't think there's any reason for concern whatsoever. Uh, Darius Garland is an outstanding guard, and uh, I think as this comes into the stretch run, 25 games remaining, he's going to be just fine.
2: Uh, you know, like you said, this is a perfect segue. One more question before we uh, let you get out of here, Tim. Um, when you look at the Cavaliers and being in the second slot in the East, to a lot of people that, that that if you would have told us that before the season, um, you know, we would have been head over heels. Do you think there's some, you know, there's, there's some level of resistance. Uh, there's some people or fans that aren't, you know, all the way in on the bandwagon just because of the way their series ended with the Knicks. Because, you know, right now the Cavs are playing basketball and their record is better than pretty much everybody in the league, including some of the really great teams we thought were going to win championships. Do you feel like that people still have this thing in their mouth, nasty taste in their mouth, where they don't actually see this year how well the Cavs are playing compared to last year?
0: I think nationally, that's absolutely the case. Again, nationally. Uh, When people look at where the Cavs finished up as far as the playoffs were concerned, they're going, yeah, that's the team that got bounced by the Knicks in five games. Uh, If if you're not following this team locally uh, in the Cleveland market, uh, then I think you're making a serious mistake because uh, this team is for real. This is a better basketball team uh, than lost in the first round to the Knicks. They're deeper, as I mentioned, the addition of Struess and George Niang and just the further development of Darius Garland along with Evan Mobley. I think Jared Allen was really stung by that loss to the Knicks last year. He's taken that to heart. So uh, if you haven't bought in yet, uh, you better, uh, because this is a team that can make a deep run. I say make a deep run. Uh, I'm not guaranteeing that. Uh, you got to play the games. But uh, it's a Cavalier team that's deep, it's talented, and uh, I think it wants to advance further. In fact, that's the goal than they did last year.
2: Tim, thanks for, for taking some time out of your day to you know, come chop it up with us. We'll talk to you very soon.
0: Oh, always enjoy chatting with you guys. Thanks for having me on.
2: All right, that's the great awesome. Tim Alcorn, voice uh, play-by-play voice man of the, of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Great call from him on the Cavs game. He got that. He got that gritty voice, like he got a little Joe Tate in him, and that's hard. That's hard to say. Pause. Yes, go ahead. Now, use, always great talking use. to Tim. The
1: Cavs had their post-game locker room access and they were on the plane about 30 minutes later. So I know they uh, are still waking up this morning, but it looked like Tim may have been enjoying the so festivities pain, with the rest of the team afterwards. And we always appreciate Tim That's for coming on. He was play. in studio with us last time, so but big. always good to get him on after a impressive call like that. Earl, you got one more thought for it? Move on to Denzel Ward.
4: No, I, I, I mean, great interview with Tim. Uh, you know, I guess I got to lean on the information that's presented to me. Tim says <laughs> Darius is going to be all right. He said Darius is going to be all right. So, I mean, he's around him more than I am. I'm somebody with an opinion that don't have many facts outside of the games they play. This, he watches him practice. He travels with them, He watches them play. So, if he says the man is elite, he must be a diamond player. I don't know. So, we
3: thought G-Baby was going to live for <laughs> yeah, so Listen, y'all need to cut that out. Listen, y'all, the man, he going to get back to where he was. I think that. When it come playoff time, he that'll be a lot of games played. He got to get caught up with the system. I mean, He's not, he not used to shooting all them threes and not. Can I are. ask the question? It like, really okay, good.
4: I know we got to move on, and I was trying to avoid from going here, but it's like, man, people kind of get on our case for being an apologist for Deshaun Watson and making excuses for Deshaun Watson. And people who really, really love Darius Garland are afraid to be, like, constructively critical of him when it's warranted. Like this dude is a max player, and I get it. He missed 19 games due to injury, but he's played 13 games since he's been back. Like I think people are are kind of like, See,
3: what, I, is, is, it, the, is, it, is it? Is it? I guess I'm saying it's the, uh, is the expectation unrealistic. What is the thing though? See, you can't. In those thirteen games, he's had games where he's looked good. He has, but but, uh, but I've I've, had, so, I've kept so saying so. It's it's not it's not that is he can't do it. It's, it's, the, consistency. it's the consistency. Exactly. And I, I keep
4: saying that like you don't consistently assert yourself. You don't consistently show up in big moments. We sat here. And we Mike maybe make fifty million graphics. He may ant make fifty million <laughs> montages. <laughs> to review this big, you it's know, showdown with four, <laughs> four superstars—that's what this is really about. Like he, like with four superstars, right? We was previewing this huge showdown between four <laughs> superstars, and only three of them showed up. And, and my mind—I really had this mindset going into this game. Donovan Mitchell just took the podium; he had defended you. I know you got to be at least like rolling off that gas alone. What if he? Do you it? got Kyrie coming into the building. You hear all the noise. What if he do it man, tonight? Man, I'm about to. If he do it tonight, he do it tonight. But Kyrie and Luca was here last night. <laughs> like, they was here last night. You it's see there. what I'm saying? You,
2: I, you I, didn't show up. We ain't d- going to wait a minute. You didn't show okay, up. All you didn't show up.
1: luck. here's why. Because last night on the Ultimate Cap show, Jason and I discussed what's fair criticism of Darius Garland and what's not fair. What the truth of the situation, and this is before last night's, uh, last night's game, and what was kind of premature overreaction. So if you want to see... In my opinion what jason's opinion what was fair and unfair criticism of darius garland you can go find that out on the ultimate cav show on that's a YouTube nice page. tease i like that and also tomorrow as always the ultimate 216 show with earl the pearl is making <coughs> another episode debut it's earl live thursday it'll be recorded what do you think
4: i hate this picture can you please take that graphic down and we can talk about it
1: <laughs> steve you heard the man
4: um really don't know which direction i'm gonna go yet man tomorrow is tomorrow today holds its own set or whatever so I guess I kind of crossed our bridge when I get there. Gotta get there.
1: Maybe live, maybe tape, but tomorrow five o'clock, Earl the Pearl Ultimate Two One Six Show. Also for the record, Earl, that picture is in the liked headshot folder. So you and Anthony got a discussion about that. Speaking of discussions, <laughs> Andrew Berry and Denzel Ward had a discussion. They came to an agreement on a restructured contract this morning, opening up about eleven and a half million dollars in cap space for the Browns. So in just one move, the Browns are now under the salary cap. They have money to spend. And more restructures could be on the way. <coughs> Barry Kay alluded to Potentially Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson being two to follow. Nick Chubb, we also think, could be in that restructured contract deal. Guys, in one swift move, the Browns are under the salary cap. Do you guys think this is the first of many to come? Or is this just a one thing, one-off move from Andrew Barry who continues to prove he kind of knows what he's doing with the cap. We're well we gonna kick it to the
3: pro. Go ahead, go first ahead, time off, and talk to him. First off, I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. This is just another clear example okay. of the Buckeyes having to save the day again. You know, Denzel, <laughs> way to be a team player, man. And go, you got to go save the Cleveland Browns cap situation. So you say, you know what? I'll be, I'll, I'll take the restructure. You know, because I I'm a, I'm more about this team. So shout out to you for doing that, but I think that this is just the first of many to come. I think that I think that they're going to definitely read read they're going to restructure Deshaun's contract until until he, it's time to pay that whole thing in full. And I think Amari Cooper will probably be open to it because I think he realizes where he's at in his career. He needs that extra help. So if him giving back some money is going to help bring in somebody that's going to, relieve him from double teams or at least allow somebody else to make some more plays I think he'd be open to that situation when you get later in your career it's not about the money as much anymore it's about winning a Super Bowl especially if you don't have any and like I said, as you get older, you know your chances to win it becomes more slim. So I think Abari Cooper would be open to doing such a thing. Um, and I think that the Browns create enough space to get some type of big-time free agent. <clears throat> don't know what position that's going to be, but I expect him to make some type of big move this offseason. Let, 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 let me swing, – swing me the ball. Swing me the rock. See, oh, I'm –
2: there you go.
1: Uh.
2: Uh. Triple threat. Uh. <laughs> Triple. Don't make no – no. Don't hurt nobody. My huh? neck is hurt. But by the way, by the way, man – Boy, escalate! Hey, listen, oh baby. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, let me just take my victory lap um, amongst all of the, uh, uh, you know, the the, the inflation uh, people out there, all of the, you know, listen, the national deficit people out there. You guys have been fear mongering over this salary cap for all of what two and a half years. <clears throat> g bush the chickens are gonna come home to roost you can't have everybody g bush you got you can't kick the can down the road out oh, listen you can't be telling me about you be kicking the can down the road and you don't balance the checkbook all you non-passing uh, act guys talking about you talk about finances oh you know what you can't pay that that's we ain't got no money how you know well, guess what happens every single time? Oh, this, it goes up $30 million. Cap goes up $30 million. Oh, all those big name contracts that you guys always hammer and rail on. Oh, one by one, they renegotiate. And then you end up at the end of free agency with a bag of money to give somebody else. Stop falling for the same old rules every single year. You fall for it every year. And there is a second thing you piggyback it with. We don't want no. We don't got no money. Half the reason you say you ain't got no money, and you know you got that money, is because of one thing. You want to see Deshaun Watson play with no help, because if you see Deshaun Watson play with no help, if you see him play with no help, then you can say, well, you know what? He's worth it, or he's not worth it. You want him to play with 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 (laughs) JV players and Minamowski, so you can say. (laughs) Hey, the <laughs> quarterback makes everyone better. All right, well, let me do. If, if that worked, you sit in this chair as a as a host, and go get me a, a, a producer from middle school. Go get me. Uh, <laughs> go go go. Be a graphics director from high school that, that 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 failed out of high school. You couldn't make that work. No.
3: Why not?
2: Because. <laughs> It's not all about the host is supposed to make everyone better. G, you sit up here and cast, can't even hit, take tag war, fool. You know what? <laughs> you can't take tag war, dog. But you want to see if I'm worth the money. Is G really worth the money? Let's put him in there with my little cousin. No, you got to get
3: these man some receivers and get this bag going and let's get it popping. You know, everybody, if you're going to take it to Deshaun, I mean, everybody's, I think everybody's big beef with Deshaun. Outside of the off the field stuff, let's—I can't speak for that—but I think if I, what I like to do is, I like to—I'm thirty now, so I like to see it from both sides of the argument. I think everybody's beef with the is—is that what
4: the hell I got to do with anything? He's, he's, yeah, he's mature, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm more <laughs> my, mature. Okay, I'm more mature. So
3: now that I'm thirty <laughs> now, you know, they think listen, the shine was in there, and the receiver unit looked it okay. David the Joker was just eh. Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper did his thing because Amari Cooper is going to be Amari Cooper. But Joe Flacco took that same group and they and he elevated their play. David Njoku became a top five tight end. Elijah Moore had some sparks in there. So I think their thinking is why is it that Joe Flacco was able to raise the play of these receivers, but Deshaun couldn't to get that same thing out? I think that's what I'm 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 not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just telling you what. The opposite argument is that's where they well, I will ask. I, them, like, this is my thirty-year-old mind. I would ask him, "What
2: did he elevate against the, the, the Texans?" Joe. Yeah. What, what he elevate? But well, he
3: re, he he regressed. Oh,
2: okay. So when you're playing ball players, <laughs> he regressed. When you're you playing top-notch dudes. When you're playing CJ hey, Stroud, who
3: the score to that game?
2: Smoked. That's – I don't even remember. I tell you. We was dead. I don't dead. either. We was who dead. Was the
3: score to that game? We, we
2: was on life at <laughs> halftime, Tybus. He threw two picks, six. That, that was Dundata. That was it. it yeah, was when it. that
1: happened. The final <laughs> like, score of the playoff game, Tybus, was 45-14. 45-14.
3: 45-4. to four. So minus 14. That's still 31-14. to 14. Smoked. Yeah. Like. It, it, all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is, is
2: yes, like, we got this money. The money is available. The money is here. Now, I just would like people not to get in their feelings and start
3: telling me who they don't need. They're they not going to say that this year. Oh, they, I'm just waiting. They ain't going to say that. I, I don't want to hear who's too old, Titus. They're not going to say who's too old. It's Right now, the hot topic is what wide receiver are they getting? That's, That's the it. And... In your mind, you're thinking it don't matter which one they get as long as they get one. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they get one, I, 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 beggars can't be. But chooses. like right now, like people not high. Like if they was to say we're gonna get a guy like Gabe Davis, a lot of people are like I don't really want Gabe Davis. But you'll say, why not? We need it. We need a big playmaking guy. Gabe Davis better than what we got. We, we so that's that's the the big argument is what piece, what wide receiver, specifically the wide receiver piece, what wide receiver piece, and who opposite of Miles Garrett. That's the two big question marks of this all. Now, here's this question. I saw you on the show the other
2: day, Earl. You said, look, if it's between a top-notch pass rusher and maybe these receivers, all the receivers, maybe T. Higgins is already going back on the franchise. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of these other guys is going back on the franchise tag, Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. I'd rather take a defensive end than a Minamowski mid-tier mild-sauce receiver. Like who? Gabe Davis.
3: Would okay. you take Burns over Davis? Would I take Burns over Davis? Yes. Stop asking. That's a rhetorical <laughs> question. Don't do that. do that. not any, cost the same, though.
1: Anybody huh? that I'm not apples to apples there.
3: Wait a minute. If anybody would take Davis over Burns, stick yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's flat. <laughs> no, no hold yourself. on. You can you you technically can't say that if
2: you're going to stick yourself, do it with rubber, nothing sharp or anything like that.
4: You're right. Disclaimer. I mean, just the the reason why I went that route. T. Higgins has already been franchise tag. Okay. I don't think none of the top wide receivers that we've been talking about is realistically going to hit the free agency market, right? So, Mike Evans? Go- like, Mike Evans, I think he's going back to Tampa Bay. Like, he's 30-plus years old. He didn't have over 1,000 yards in each season. he played in Florida, you know, no state tax. Like, why in the hell would I want to actually leave on the back end of my career but could you make to, go, to, sense? to go somewhere on, Mike Evans. Yeah, Can to go somewhere else. And then, like, I think, like, everybody else we've Pittman. talked to. Pittman, he's he's going back where he's going. He, Ridley might be a, a real option, but if I'm looking at who's going to be available by the time we actually get the free agency, I don't think the free agent wide receiver market is going to be that strong. It's going to come down
3: to three people. It's going to be Calvin, Marquise Brown, and Gabe. Davis. And see, I don't want Correct. Marquise Brown, man. He's little. Three. He's <laughs> little. So like, with <laughs> that <laughs> being the case. So, so you don't eliminate or, or excuse me for Mike Williams.
4: I, I just look, look at it like this. Once okay. we get to free agency, I think that the quality of pass rushers is going to be better than the quality of wide receivers. And I think that if you're going to spend free agency dollars, you need to go get you a bona fide pass rusher I mean, opposite of miles. I'm more comfortable with Andrew going to trade for a wide receiver.
3: At the end of the day, I'm going to be honest with you. Now, if he, if he signed any of them four, I'm fine with any of those four, to be honest with you. I just don't know as far as contract-wise who's worth what. Like, Mike Williams, I know if Mike Williams can stay healthy, he'd be really – he'd probably be one of my favorite. Calvin really, would, playing with Trevor Lawrence, I thought he'd have a much better season. He, it wasn't a bad season, but I thought he would have a bigger impact. But it shows that Christian Kirk is the Christian guy. Christian Kirk over. was say number one. Yeah, though. which is crazy to me. Uh, Marquise Brown, I'm cool with that. That speed, I think he's a little bit better than Elijah Moore. I think he would actually – Whoa, just a little? Yeah, I think he – because he's actually like a burner. Like, to me, I thought Elijah Moore was a burner, but he – for some odd reason, his field speed he just got, ain't that great. He got Scooby
2: Doo legs. Yeah, and his like <laughs> he, he
3: his field speed is not. I don't know. They, they tried to get him the ball and stretches down the field. They tried to get him reverses, and he just got caught. When, all them the re- time.
2: when them reverses, when defensive ends start looking at him in his eyes
3: and mirroring his movement, <laughs> that's scary. When the DM re- mirroring you with <laughs> shoulders like this, running like this but, sideways. But I do believe outside of wide <laughs> receiver position, I do believe the number the other thing that they have to address is they have to figure out why they, too, why they wasn't good on the road on defense and how are they going to go up against these better quarterbacks because they're playing some of the best quarterbacks next year on their schedule. And it showed that when they played a more talented quarterback, they struggled defensively. And the only way I think that can change that, you got to come with disguises where, where quarterbacks can't figure out what you're in. Which don't it's not it's hard to do because these quarterbacks have seen a lot. But I remember a Super Bowl, Tom Brady against the Rams. If you went back and watched that Super Bowl, it took Tom Brady to like the third quarter to figure out what coverage they was in because they did such. Wade Phillips did such a great job of disguising coverage, so it can be done. And you got to get a good pass rush. The pass rush has to get there. That quarterback can't sit back there and hold the ball. I McNuggets, mean, what you got?
1: Tyvus, we could ask DeAnthony Bell about that home road split coming up in about 15 minutes. He just texted me, said he's on his way in, so we will have DeAnthony Bell here in studio. In just a few minutes. We're going to dissect what Andrew Berry said at the NFL Combine yesterday after another quick word from FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to shoot your shot FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Andrew Berry spoke yesterday to the media. Kevin Stefanski will speak today after our show, so we'll react to his comments yesterday. But we're going to kind of dissect and talk about a few of the main things Andrew Berry spoke about yesterday. And the first one is about Nick <laughs> Chubb. When asked about Nick Chubb, Andrew Berry called him a one-in-a-million, potentially a one-in-a-billion hmm. type player, but said he will not give us an update on any contract negotiations or updates on nick chubbs future with the browns so my question for you guys today is after hearing andrew berry speak about nick chubb are you still 100 percent confident the browns and chubb will be able to come to some sort of restructured agreement or contract extension this off season
3: yes yes the nick chubb will be a cleveland brown next year i i, I don't see how it doesn't happen first of all this whole city will go into uproar if nick chubb isn't with the cleveland browns i also believe Nick Chubb wants to be a member of the Cleveland Browns. I think he un- he has to understand and listen. I, yeah, I'm coming off of a knee surgery, coming off of two major knee surgeries right now. So, it's my demand is not going to be high. Even if I touch the free agent market, they're not going to break the bank for me. I'm not going to get a bunch of money because I'm coming off of this knee thing. Until I go out there and prove it, then I'll be able to get some money for later on or maybe next year. So I think they do come to an a, a understanding that, you know, they can find some common ground, probably give him some incentivized deals to help him make more money. But, yeah, he's got to give some of that money back.
4: I was sitting up here yesterday joking around remixing Aaliyah songs, uh, One in a Million. And I said, oh, for real? Uh, Nick Chubb is a, a One in a Million. Nick Chubb it's is a, a
2: One in a Million. million. Yeah, it, all- it goes <laughs> on and on and on. You, you give me a brand really. new feeling. Hey,
4: all, all
3: day, day long.
2: long.
4: Yeah. Go ahead. Earl. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> How many times Andrew Berry got to tell y'all without telling y'all, man, he really loves Nick Chubb. Every single time that man gets the opportunity to speak on Nick Chubb, he tells you without telling you he don't view Nick Chubb as just a running back. I don't think he views Nick Chubb as just a quote-unquote football player. I think he views Nick Chubb as legit a core centerpiece of the Cleveland Browns franchise. Yes, 100% Nick Chubb will be wearing the Cleveland Browns uh, uniform next season, the season after that, the season after that. In the season after that now we all know the business side of things he's coming off an injury yeah he's gonna have to get his contract restructured like that kind of goes without saying but anybody who thinks that nick chubb is finna kind of dawn any jersey that's not brown and orange you fooling yourself man they they got a good
2: opportunity i'm i'm all for the propaganda the browns if they they could do a, they could do it even though they don't have to because the browns is the browns and, and and the Cavs is figuring out the hard way this <laughs> attack when you get that spotlight when they when you get that love when you the, when you the first when you the first born it's different types of responsibilities to that you get you the first to get beat you the first to get put on punishment you the first that got to come do these chores but you get all the credit for everything go watch your brother <laughs> I tried to put my brother's suits on at one point in time that's why I get all the money off so anyway um yeah but then Chubb, though uh, you know they got an opportunity to come out and say look we redid Nick Chubb's contract, and Nick Chubb is going to be a Cleveland bound for
3: life. Yeah. Even if Nick Chubb isn't Nick Chubb, just his presence in that room alone, just him being able to teach younger guys or J- Jerome Ford or whoever it may be. Right. Like that, you can't even get that from somebody else. So, it's Nick Chubb will be a Cleveland brand. And bound. I don't front, even know why this is a big thing. Then they could front load him
2: and give him a bag of money. Right now, he'll put that away. Look, we restructured everybody. See, that's the great thing about it. Me and Earl talked about it. I like, I like owners that spend money. I don't care nothing about the fine of J stuff. I don't care about that. Nah. Real care that he got, he 13, got his bread. Also, something billion. to
1: keep in mind here. Uh, a lot of these deals will be negotiated down the road when they know exactly how much space and how much money they want to spend. So if it doesn't happen soon, doesn't mean it will not happen. I think we're all in agreement. Nick Chubb will be a Cleveland Brown. In hey, Mike, before you move on, the chat yes, clowning
4: sir. you. The chat said you ain't know that song. Mike is Uh, pretty hip. I think, you know who Ali is, don't you? He better.
1: The R&B artist? Yeah.
4: Hey, listen, I I was scared
2: for a second. Like, when you say who, I was scared for you in the bottom of my stomach. I'm like, bro, you got to know this.
1: Listen, G's rendition's a little different than the original, but, you know, sometimes remix is better than the OG.
2: Okay, I see you slid that in there. All
1: right, let's go to the next one real quick, guys. He also, and by he, I mean Andrew Berry, talked about Deshaun Watson and his progress getting ready for the 2024 season. He confirmed Mary Kay's report from last month that Deshaun Watson will begin throwing next month. It is no word yet if he'll be 100% ready for the season, what the timeline looks like. But we do know he is recovering from <laughs> successful surgery and will begin his throwing process next month. Tyvis G, Earl, do you feel like April to the start of OTAs is enough time for Deshaun Watson recovering from the shoulder surgery to get back to 100% health? And this is pure speculation because none of us truly know but do you think that's enough time for the injury he sustained to get back to 100%? They
4: say that he's going to start throwing in March, right?
1: Next month. Next yeah, I said April next month, but no, next month. They March, said he's April, starting March. throwing yes. in March,
4: right? Yes. So Friday he's going to be out there throwing that thing. He's going
3: gonna... to uh, I Rehab mean...
4: loading. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be okay. Um, you know, he's already going through the rehab process. Um, it seems like to me that he's, he's itching to get back to it. I know the day after the Super Bowl – he posted on Instagram he was already back working um, I think Deshaun Watson to be fine like I think he'll rehab he'll be healthy <laughs> he'll be ready to go for when the Browns travel to Brazil uh, you know too. reckless speculation but he he'll be on that flight he will be our starting quarterback and he'll be ready to go it's not a question to me about will he be re- healthy or not just be ready to ball out. Why
3: would he not? Yes, he's going to be ready there. The man went 14 for 14 with it broken. Why wouldn't he? Why would he be ready? I mean, if he could play with it broken, he should surely be able to play with his fix. So, I think he'll be fine. Um, for him, everybody—it's probably just a mental thing. He just once we figure out the weapons that he has, he got to figure out this new playbook or whatever Ken Dorsey's going to bring in. That's the thing that I worry about the most: him, him getting the chemistry. I want him to make sure that he's out there getting that timing and getting that chemistry with these wide receivers and understanding that new playbook um, and getting with Ken Dorsey. So when the thing comes, they can hit the ground running, you know, in September. Man, I, listen, I, I want him to play play well so bad. I might create a burner account.
2: It's called, shut your mouth. I need to, I, I need to get me a burner account, man. I want, I want, want 5,000 yards so much, man. You know what, he so. Can. He so, throw for
3: 5,000. Hey, 000. G for real about this 5,000 yards. No, he won't I let know. it go. Like, well, you man, don't say that, because the last time you said it.
2: Man, look, I, I but. Just like, say you
3: want 1,000 and then nah, watch him I go want throw the, for 4,000. I, I want
2: the 5, so all them all these other little, these these, these slumdog. Has he ever is,
3: throw for 5,000? No,
2: he's, it's, <laughs> I, but I want the 5. Pete, I want the 5. Well, he got to get the, the Johns and the Joes. For but here's the thing if he get the five piece and they don't give him the MVP like I told them they weren't going to give him the MVP. <laughs> so what and, are you talking about? And it? then I could get all them other people that say, "You know I knew he was coming back. Deshaun was always going to be that guy." No, it wasn't. I got the screenshot. Said, <laughs> got all is this you? I got the is this you? Like I want the eyeballs on my Twitter too. Is this you? You petty like yeah. I'm super petty, especially when it comes to stuff because bro this like we begin. We, we I can understand that we getting fr- fire from people outside the camp. Mm-hmm. We getting most of the fire from the people inside the camp. We get fifty percent of the, the friendly fire. Like, Ooh. come on, we supposed to be on this with the same squad. Somebody friendly fire in here?
3: Uh, what you mean? I, I'm on social media, right?
4: Yeah, you don't know, see, you don't, you don't. No, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, but you you've seen it though, because there is a portion of Browns fans that don't like Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but that's but but. This is where I get confused. You can like and not like who you, whoever, right? right. That's, that's on you. But I guess the conflict, the interest is you're a diehard Browns fan. You want to see the Browns win the Super Bowl, but in the same breath, because you, you don't like bad. Deshaun Watson, you know, you would rather not see him have success. The two are married together. Yes. Like they, they, well, that's, they're married
3: together. That's, that's dumb. To but
4: this is like how that. some people think. I know, but that's
3: dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. That's, I
2: think and, that's dumb. And you know, for dumb people, sometimes you gotta get petty. I'm not. Listen, I'm <laughs> listen. I'm not Jay Crawford. I don't live in like I. I'm not. I listen. I, I y'all got houses. Y'all could just go in the bunker and pretend none of this happens. I'm still on the street level, low key, mm. and I got a lot of energy because I'd be like, mm, Do I feel like let like, you let like, you get that off today? No, I don't. Is this you?
4: <laughs> I will tell you this though.
3: Y'all sad. I will tell you this. <laughs> if
4: Deshaun Watson. Is healthy and he plays all 17 games and he don't play good i'm gonna be the first person talking about it because at the end of the day like i gotta be real with myself and i gotta be real with the people i can't sit up here and lie about what i honestly feel just because i've been defending deshaun watson at the end of the day i cheer for the brown and orange i've been cheering for the brown and orange before deshaun watson was born so like for me like you know you get a full season and you don't play well I'm going to be the first person telling you that, you know, I got a problem with this.
2: What are the chances of that that he don't play well? And he has a full season, and not hurt.
3: Not hurt, play the whole season. What's the chances of him having a bad year? That's two different questions, first of all. <laughs> the chances of him playing
2: a full year. No, no, no. I'm, I, if he play a full year, he ain't injured. What's the chances of him playing well?
3: But what they got right now, as the rosters As constitute, co- As constituted. <laughs> What do you consider bad?
2: You you, t- you know what bad look like. 79?
3: Eight, se- eight, 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 I, I don't think that's the case.
2: Seven and ten and he throw for 3,100?
3: 30, 30, I, I don't think no. I don't think he I don't think he can play that bad. What's the uh, chances? I
2: don't think he can ten percent. So ninety percent, you saying ninety percent he gonna ball out if he play every game and he's
1: not injured. Yeah.
2: Okay. What about you?
4: I'm gonna go eighty five. 85, give go okay. a little bit more wiggle.
1: McNuggets? All right, next one up here guys, Andrew Berry proposed a new rule to the NFL that in my opinion makes too much sense for the NFL to implement it. Andrew Berry wants the NFL to push back the trade deadline by 2 weeks. So do you think this idea of pushing the trade deadline back 2 weeks is a good idea? and should the NFL implement it? Tybus, let's start with you.
3: Yeah, I mean, this was the big thing. This was a big conversation back when the trade deadline happened this year. It's too early. Teams still are in the fight. You know, they're still like, we're not... If, if like, at this point, we're, I don't know, when is the deadline? It's like week eight or something like that? At this point... nine. Yeah, we, like... 0-8, and 8 yeah, we'll sell. Oh, it's,
1: it's the Tuesday after week eight. Sorry, the Tuesday yeah, after week, like I said,
3: oh, week that's eight. that's way too much. That's what I'm saying. smack middle of the season. So it's like, yeah, we'll sell if we and 8 But, like, a lot of the uh, – more times than not, teams are three be, and four, four, four and, four and three. three. You know. Like, yeah, you don't know what you're going to do. So it's too early right now to know if I'm going to trade somebody, if I need to just punt this season or not. And that's why you don't see a lot of the big-time trades happening or stuff like that happening. So I think they do need to move it back so teams can have a more clear vision of what this their that season is going to entail so they can move and treat the trade deadline as such. Hey,
4: Mike, I think, like, when he gave more context to it when he was having this conversation, it was to me like, damn, they should have been doing this. Like, I didn't know by the time the NHL reached a trade deadline. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. They played, what, 70 more players? 70 or something percent of their games by the
1: end. Say it one more time. The
4: NHL. NHL, by the time they make it to their trade deadline,
1: the NHL pushed their trade deadline back. It hasn't even happened yet. In
4: the no, NHL. what I'm saying is they've played by the time they get there, yeah, 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 yeah. they've, they've played, played at least 70 percent of their games. Right? Same thing with the NBA, they've played at least 60 percent of their games by the time they get to the trade deadline. With the NFL, they're around 40 45% of their games that's already been played, so it's less than half of their season. And I think Andrew Berry said his proposal will get that number to about 56%, which they should be doing, It's it's been way too early. And then if you think about it, you'd have had the season increase and then the season is probably gonna increase another game over the next season or two. So it definitely needs to be moved back. Are you, are you guys worried about the fact that two more weeks means there's two more weeks, the chance that you, you can get injured? Man, it's the NFL, you can get injured anytime you step out there, I don't even really, I don't focus too much on the injury side of it. Like, I don't know a football player who's never been hurt before. So,
2: Or still ain't hurt.
4: Yeah, so like those, those, (laughs) they come with the territory. Like you just be perpetually, one day you be on the the injury list
2: and then you just never heal.
4: I think they need to, Mike, (laughs) I think they need to move the trade deadline backwards and I still think they need to add a second by week.
1: Well, it also makes sense, too, because if you push it back two weeks, A, you find out who's a true contender and who's not. Halfway through the season, <laughs> a the time. And it also allows more teams to understand, hey, we probably aren't going to make the playoffs, so we're not as good as we thought. Let's try to sell some assets to recoup and start building for the future. But at week eight, I guess it's technically in week nine, Tivis, like I say, because it's after the eighth, eighth yeah, game or eighth yeah. week. But you don't know what you are at that point. I mean, at the midpoint of the season, the Browns, Joe Flacco wouldn't play a snap for the Browns yet. We were on the PJ Walker era at that point. How could the Browns really with the future of their team? What
3: a time to be. When alive. you don't
1: exactly know kind of what you're gonna to get till to, you push no. it back two weeks. It just gives you some more clarity on no. what you are and what your end of the season goals could be, whether it's higher than you anticipated or lower to give you a little more certainty on whether Mc- you are going McNuggets. to be a buyer or a seller.
3: McNuggets, let me ask you a question. Okay. Of say course. we say we sitting here live, right? Say you in the host chair, right? And Anthony or Earl is back behind the glass producer, and they say we got some breaking news. And you hear that the Browns have have extended Philip Walker. How would you feel? What would be your reactions to that? Just out of curiosity.
1: He might be the best fourth quarterback in football. Great fourth quarterback acquisition. Mm. Practice squad god.
5: Mm. But he's a winner. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: He's going to hold up the cards on scout team. You know What's what wrong t- with
3: y'all? <laughs> going to the ice on I've left ice. You two. know what? I've never seen people hate a person that won games. Who hates, Phillip,
1: who, who hates Philip? Who hates Philip?
3: Yeah, all of y'all. We don't hate Philip.
4: I just want somebody better. That's all. so Winning games ain't good enough. Give me some. Give me Flacco. Give me. Give me Jacoby. You know those winning are winning games.
3: Ain't good enough. Since when has winning games not been good enough? I'm shocked. I'm just. I'm
2: flabbergasted.
4: Hey, hey.
2: Giant Eagle is hiring.
4: Hey, we need. <laughs>
3: They probably say that about ah, us.
2: <laughs> they probably said say about, that about what's us. What's with you? Yeah, they, they, I probably wouldn't make it there.
1: I just got word DeAnthony Bell has parked and should be down here in five minutes. So let's get to one more question, guys. The Browns announced they will be holding joint practices with the Vikings this summer. I'm unlike the last he two held, seasons when they held joint practices with the Eagles. G. Bush, in your mind, because they're not holding a joint practice with Philadelphia again, does this confirm that Cleveland will open the season in Brazil against those philadelphia eagles
2: mm, that got it's something to do fierce. with it i think it will like they switched that up kind of quick bronze is going to brazil and if you if you any part of the the non-essential staff you should be very excited about going to brazil should be ex- ecstatic Why?
3: about going to brazil I'm, too bad i'm not uh, on travel purposes yeah you would i wouldn't let you go you wouldn't mm-hmm <laughs> I mean, to answer the question, control, control. I got control.
4: I, I, I think it, to mm-hmm. me, it I'm almost all but signifies out. that the Browns are going to Brazil, Brazil. But what did it for me was, you know, I got an email from Steve Becker. I got another email from Mike Lucas asking me about passport information. to get that to them as soon as possible
3: oh they sending you out there
4: yeah so you know well why would you be asking me about passport information you
3: gotta get if i wasn't
4: going to brazil you
2: gotta get earl vaccinated before you get down there so
4: i'm already vaccinated i would be here
2: (laughs) multiple other multiple other but
4: yeah so i mean definitely i think brazil is uh
2: my wife won't let me
4: why oh well never mind you going?
2: damn
3: i i got Four other jobs. He I knows. I
2: he knows the answer is his wife in my head.
3: He's telling me about his jobs. I got other jobs. I do what? I got four
2: other jobs. I got to head. I got a yeah. to too. That's wow. like if I come in today and be like, "We going on a guys trip." It's just me, Tyvis, and Earl. She like no.
4: It's gonna be me, Mike, and then we are gonna send. That's we gonna, a lie. My this what we gonna be do? Be all right with that? We gonna put? We gonna yeah. give five? give five memberships and then a random five people plus me, Mike, and Aunt. We are gonna all go to uh, Brazil to
3: cover the Browns paying you paying their way? No, U CSS is. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. They're not getting that off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they might kidnap y'all, bro. <laughs> like, like, right? like, like, listen, man, you can't just be hey listen, you can't just, just be walking around in my, Brazil. My wife ain't gonna let me go. <laughs> <laughs> He's still mad about that. See, still ain't let me go. <laughs> we're we gonna, go.
3: we gonna take Phil, we're gonna take Slot, we're gonna take Creative Juice, we're gonna take Evan. You know what I'm saying? we're gonna say we're, gonna, we're, gonna, pull up. we're to, gonna go i've never been to brazil but i don't see why it would be an issue you know like <laughs> all depends on who you were going with man i'm going with the team
2: with the, the squad yeah you and denzel what's wrong with that and greg knew some dbs out there in the, in the streets they can do their thing i ain't got nothing to do with that i'm, I'm 30 now <laughs> the mature 30 the dirty 30.
4: <laughs> 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 hey Hey, hey, listen typhus told me he 30 now like since he been 30 more than a little bit i respect it though that midlife crisis it's not midlife crisis that's that grown man age man listen 30
2: bro listen prime time time man that's that's how you going this Wait till y'all get to 40. It's, it's crazy you Ain't
4: nothing wrong with forty
3: either.
1: Tyvis has three more years in the NFL before he hits forty, so he's got three more good years of a DB in his back pocket.
3: Hey man, listen, I'm a, if I pop me in the leave, I'm telling you, I could go out there for, for a half, bro. I, right I, now, I've safety already, or corner. Here you gonna, go. I'm still step kicking. Here you to go. These, like, What's This, up, the, what? this What's the, up? the thing. <laughs> when you start step kicking, like you, it's it's just in your nature. When you practice that DB stuff, like the way I did it, like I was obsessed with it. Like I had Sherm and all of them teaching me this stuff. I used to be out to practice every day, just step kick it, step kick lockout.
2: Oh, you in the it's box. It's just who I am now. <laughs> no. they, you are a band No,
3: no, no, no. You are a bandit. No. My movement is unbelievable. <laughs> he, he's the hybrid <laughs> star no. position. My my listen, I might have Hold on. I didn't put on a couple of pounds, but still don't get it. You twitchy. saying river and lake in the huddle. Left to
2: right. <laughs> and and they got you in a three-point stance. You gotta put your hand in the dirt now, dog. That's crazy. <laughs> with you, man?
3: <laughs> First of all, I just checked tight ends. Hey, really? <laughs> we
1: got, got, we got to a do. guest in the studio today, so we got to bring in D'Anthony Bell here after one more quick word from FanDuel. If you're looking to get buckets oh, or score man. touchdowns, you better be using FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your team wins, you can bet on all your favorite NBA players with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com UCSS to shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA.
5: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.